And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and certified professional photographer and official photographer of the Phoenix Open, Everardo Kimi, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready? Set. Listen. Good morning. Good Hello. morning. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you here. Okay, let's have it. Let's hear it. Let's just no, get it over with. It's all good. It's all good. I was expecting to get a chancla on the head when I walked in here. Really? Yeah. No, that's like my mom's thing. I would never do that. Have you seen that? Actually, there's a funny video about that, about like, do not mess with the, the Mexican mother's chancla. And she like <laughs> wings it from the bottom stairs. And nails a kid at the top of the stairs. Oh, man, they have good aim. They do. Yeah. No, I'm one of those, like, why worry about the past? You have so much to worry about right now. Okay, good. Yeah, it's all good. And then, you know, Red held up really, really great. She was amazing. She did get sick. I felt bad for her last week. But, yeah, she was fantastic when she was here. She's a trooper. Most she of the time is. she, like, sucks it up. And this time, so for her to kind of do that, she was down and out for the yeah, count. Yeah, I was out last week right before we had the doctors in the house. So that was kind of funny. Well, what was nice is I was actually out of town, so I didn't have to hold her hair or get the spit bucket <laughs> or anything like that. Oh, was that bad? Yeah. Dang. And she wasn't even drunk. And at least I know it wasn't my cooking. So. Oh, <laughs> damn. Okay, so talking about drinking, we were actually talking about you last week because we were hoping for a little wine tasting, but it looks like I'm out of luck. Oh, well, we'll have it again. Yeah? I mean, yeah. All right. We'll do so, it again. LDV Winery in the house, Peggy. Yes. Peggy Fiendaka is one of the, the I guess, co-owners of uh, LDV Winery, Lawrence Dunn of Vineyards. Um, their tasting room is up here in Scottsdale. Um, I've been there. It's a fun place, right? It's, awesome. it's beautiful. It's this yeah. neat. It's this quaint little place in old Scottsdale for those that haven't been there. I was drunk in 15 minutes. <laughs> you weren't. <laughs> it was pretty much. No, because that means I was overpouring you, and that's not the case. Um, nope. Nope, I'm just, <laughs> I just get drunk easy. But it's a fun thing because our mutual friend, Chef Jen, is often featured there at the winery as well. Yes, so. doing some pairing, having some fun. Yeah. And it looks like you've had um, like full house a couple of times. Well, so just Sunday, and actually I'll let Peggy go ahead and, and do all this, but they just did a Sunday release party for their new wine that just came out, uh, and I'll let Peggy talk about that. And then this coming Saturday, though, which Peggy also mentioned, is the Harvest Festival. Mm. So, Peggy, steal it. Thank you for being, letting me be here today and talk to you about LDV Winery. It's a, a, a fun, crazy adventure that we've been on for the last almost 10 years. Next year will be 10 years. But we've been in downtown Scottsdale for two years, and that's our tasting room for our Rhone varietal wines. We're a 100% estate winery. And uh, you can come in, taste wine, purchase wine. We do all kinds of events, as Everardo just mentioned. Uh, exciting event this Saturday is our Harvest Festival. We had a great harvest this year. And uh, you can come down and do some Lucy-style grape stomping. Oh, I love that. Yes, I think it would be fun to see you uh, in the barrel stomping some grapes. We actually get to do it? Yes. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes, that is a yes, fun yes. Thing. So from 11 to 7, I believe it is, um, is the Harvest Festival. We had a great harvest this year. So it's just our time to 
to kind of sit back, enjoy some wine with some friends and stomp some grapes and just uh, chat about the harvest. So you can uh, uh, get online and, and register for that harvest festival um, and uh, stop in and taste some wine. So I'll share the link on the Facebook page and then we'll get that out uh, that way too. What I actually want to see is Elisa come and not do the Lucy style grape stomping. I want to see her do the Lucy like eat the chocolate style. <gasps> there, oh yeah. my gosh. Those are like the two best episodes. I right? love those two. <laughs> Everyone and it has to do has with food, them. chocolate, and wine. I love it. Okay, so Peggy, I have a question for you. Yes. So you said you did this 10 years ago, but what did you do before this? Because this is usually something that people either are in the family of or it's something that's always been around. But, I mean, what did you do before? Right. This was actually a, a midlife crisis. Love uh, those. That, yes. <laughs> um, my husband and I, we were wine collectors. Uh, it was never in the bucket list of things to do with our life is to uh, own a winery or even be farmers and, and plant grapes. But... We were turning 50, and it's like we were very successful in our consulting business uh, and before that. And it's like, what are we going to do with our second half of our life? We don't have children to put through college, so we had a little bit of, you know, extra spending money. And how do, how do we want to do it? How do we want to spend our life? And um, everything happens serendipity, so to speak, in our life. And we went from never even thinking about being in the wine business in August to planting grapes on our vineyard in the spring of that next year. So, and we've been running ever since. So was it really simple? Because I always love the, the path of least resistance when it comes to that, you know, maybe like put something into place and it just like all kind of comes together. It absolutely, I wouldn't call it simple. Nothing about <laughs> the wine business is simple or cheap. Uh, it's, but it did, it kind of, like I said, serendipity, you know, we found the perfect um, land because we, we had five criteria. So if we were going to get in the wine business, we were going to do it 100%, and we were going to do it high quality. So we found this per perfect spot that met all five of our criteria, and then someone defaulted on the exact grape stock and grape varietals that we needed. Usually it takes a year before you get grape stock to put in the ground, but someone defaulted on two acres of exactly what we needed, so that meant we had to get in the wine business really quickly and put in all the infrastructure and so on because we bought raw land. Um, we didn't buy a vineyard. So, And it's happened like that ever since uh, we purchased the property. Did you have mentorship? or We did. You know, that's always important. Uh, this is the, the second business that we started, and we've always turned to other people because people are so kind in sharing their information and what worked for them, what didn't work for them. And uh, so, yes, the Arizona wine industry is a small industry, and we all know each other. We all try to help each other because if um, they're successful, we're successful. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. So it's, it's a fun. fun thing hearing about all the stories, and it's, I mean, it's hard to share just in a short amount of time, really. But it's fun when people come into the winery and they're asking, okay, well, well tell us about that. What does the state mean? And what does this mean? And what's, where's the winery located? And what's it look like? And all these different things. And so when you walk into the gallery, it's nice because they have these beautiful photos that are up there that show the winery and it shows the land, it shows the soil. Um, and it's interesting too, like the motto earth's crop comes full circle is a fun thing. So, you know, and in, in most businesses, everything is a meaning, right? The, the logo is a meaning or this is a meaning like this. And I think one of the, the cutest things about that though, is you see that logo of theirs repeated over and over in things. And for example, Kurt, was it on your anniversary or birthday that got you the necklace? Yes. Um, that I have on. 
I know you can't see it out but it's there. But it's a beautiful <laughs> necklace with the logo of there, too. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of this fun thing that the whole winery and everything in the field is just a shoot and just repeated in the whole entire process. Right. And it's a fun, it's a fun homey atmosphere. I mean, Elisa has been there, like she said. Yeah. And, it is yeah. a great space. I mean, it's, su it's fun. You have the, the side view where you can actually have like a party and mm -hmm. have a gathering. And then you have the great, um, just, it's, it's like the bar up and you can actually have some sampling. And, um, I was, I was even impressed by the soaps. Like that oh, was yes. actually really great. It smells delicious. Well, as Everardo said, our motto is Earth's Fruits Come Full Circle, and, and the whole idea is our, our special connection with the land. We're very sustainable in the way we grow our grapes, and that's very important to us. Everything goes back into those soils uh, to manage. Um, the, we are also are very connected to not only our industry, but our, the people that come and drink our wine. We always joked when we got in this business that, we wanted to just have a thousand friends that we drink wine with and throw parties for. That was our whole That's a number. Good goal. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? We're a little short, so if you want to join make some us, friends. yeah, we need to make some more friends. But I mean, if you're going to work this hard, you might as well share it with people that you really enjoy being around and they enjoy learning and being a part of it. Well, that's, it's funny because growing up, there was always celebration in my house. Growing up in a Cuban household, like everything was a chance to celebrate. So there's always drinks and partying. And mm -hmm. it was one of the best things growing up that I remember that there was always friends around. There was always that community base. And, you know, it was like food, drinks, play, laughter was always a piece of it. And to have a business that actually stems from something like that is just a wonderful place to be. Like I was joking with Everardo, if I, if I owned it, I'd be drunk all the time. <laughs> I truly would. Yeah. Well, we're and I come from a long Italian family, and uh, same thing. Uh, that connection with your family and and having celebrations. I mean, you don't have to wait to a big celebration to have a great bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. I, any Tuesday is a great day to celebrate right. uh, with a bottle of wine. Today is Tuesday. And today is Tuesday. Woo! Today is Tuesday. <laughs> All right. So we also have one of our great friends from Urban Garage Jam. Michelle is here. The other side of Mitch. And it's funny because we, um, I actually got a chance to work out with Michelle and we were talking, I mean, the story, I'm not sure if she's going to like share it. She was kind of holding back a bit, but it was such a wonderful place to see where you started out before you have the dynamic legs you have today. And I have to give props to Mitch because he is just such a blast to work out with. Not only is he devoted to this business and to health and to having people just live just a wonderful life, but he also talks about cheat day and how it's okay to have a glass of wine here and there. And that was something that I thought, you know what, if you're going to do it, you might as well have fun in everything you do, especially when you're working out, because that's the only way I'll come back. So thank you for being here. That's the only, way you'll that's come the back. only reason I'll come back if I'm having fun. Everardo knows this. Um, yeah, so thank you for being here. And definitely, will you share how you both met? Because that was probably my favorite story. With, at Burger King? Uh, yes. <laughs> at Burger King. <laughs> So before my husband got to follow his dream and um, own a gym, he was an electrical contractor in a small town, Goshen, Indiana. And he... Um, How long ago was this? Oh, I, I don't do the math. Um, at least 20 years ago. Okay. At least 20 years I ago. I saw one of those pictures. I'm like, whoa, this is a little ways back. Yeah, that's definitely a little ways back. Um, anyway, he was... Uh, all of his electricians were out, so as the owner, our, I worked for Burger King, uh, um, and he got called out to come and try to fix our fryer. And all I saw was this butt up in the air <laughs> as his head was underneath the fryer. And 
I had not met him, so I was very cocky and said, well, the, the face is half as good as the ass is. <laughs> you might be worth meeting. <laughs> Does Mitch He's, know this? I'm going to text him right now. <laughs> you just said something on the show. No, no he knows it. He uh, actually came out, and then my boss actually asked him out. So he actually no. went out with my boss first, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is That's so classic. Great. Okay, yeah. so then what happened? Because he, like, he tells a story like you are not easy to catch. I, I, he was too old. Wow. <laughs> he was 12 years older than me. I was 23. Yeah. He kept coming in and I'd say, if you had a younger brother, I would be interested. You know, you look nice and everything, but really you're yeah. a little old. So I wasn't ready to settle down yet, but yeah, no, I, I, it would be considered stalking now. He, he <laughs> literally, I, I went to work for a bank then and he followed me to the bank and refused to leave the bank until I agreed to have lunch with him. Wow. Boy. I, I, I know <laughs> he was there for almost two and a half hours. The security guard finally came up to me and said, you need to tell me if you want me to get rid of him or not, because this is getting wow. this is getting weird. It's now. kind of flattering, though. I mean, wow. yeah, if it doesn't get into the creepy zone, it, it, was, but it's yeah. like... <laughs> it didn't. But so then I agreed to go out with them. And then that morning I canceled. And then he came to my house and showed up and brought lunch because I said I was sick. And yeah. he knew I was just trying to get out of going out with them. That's <laughs> funny. OK, so back when you were doing that, how was your diet and how was like your fitness level? Because we I, talked a little bit about like it wasn't that, but Mitch had other plans. Oh, I, I had no fitness level. I, I worked for 10 years prior to that, I was always in restaurants. And so all my whole food consumed of Burger King, fast food, McDonald's, because it was free. And then when I started working for the bank, I still just ate poorly. And um, yeah, it was no. what you knew. It, exactly. Yeah. It was it was an, it was inexpensive. You're 23 years old on your own. You know, you, you go for cheap. You don't go for healthy yeah. food whatsoever. So then he our dates consisted of him tricking me and I just never realized it. So little by little, he would just like bring healthy options in. Well, he, he didn't even do that. He, he said, I want to spend as much time with you as possible. So can we go to the gym together before we go out for dinner so that I have more time with you? And so then slowly and slowly I had to actually exercise with him. And then when we would go out to dinner, I think it was probably the third week he finally said hey I've never had a woman allow me the pleasure of um, choosing their meal would you give me that honor and I was like oh, whatever and I was like okay <laughs> so I let him do it and then I realized he was always ordering chicken and rice or fish and rice and it was never a hamburger and french fries anymore and slowly I lost weight and didn't even realize it how because, much weight are we talking because that was actually oh crazy. I was, when I met him, I was 175. So over, over two years, because you don't put it on overnight. Yeah. It doesn't come off overnight, yeah. but over by the, by the time a year was up, I probably had dropped a good 20 pounds from exercising and so the healthy, healthy way. eating with yeah. him. Yeah. Exercising, healthy eating. I mean, he was always, let's go do something. We didn't just sit around and watch TV. It was always active where I had never been active. Was he competing at the time? Was it something that he was? He, no, he not was yet. not competing at okay. that time. No, this was, we still lived in Goshen and um, we went to the Y. That was where we trained. And I hated the Y, which is one of the reasons I think he got it in his head about doing a different kind of gym. I was intimidated. I didn't, I had never trained before. I'd, it felt like everybody was watching me when I would come in the door and I didn't like that. You know, my clothes weren't right or I wasn't doing an exercise right. And so I didn't want to be there. 
and that was where he started to say, you know, maybe more people would exercise if it was one-on-one, -on -one, you know. So he would literally take me when it was almost closing or ask permission to bring me in when nobody else was there just so I could get comfortable training one-on-one. -on -one. I think that's the best piece of it because I think when you're starting out, there's like this point where you're just not comfortable. No. But having, I mean, I've worked with him for a couple of weeks now, but there's just this almost like that was it. That was 45 minutes up so fast. But it's because he, he keeps it going. Like, I don't even think I count anymore. And it's almost like, oh, you forgot to count five more. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, I'll count, I'll count. But it's, it's almost like this enjoyable 45 minutes that I get to not only, you know, focus on myself, but it's just fun. And we start laughing and I start learning about him. And it's just such a wonderful world when, you know, you decide to have that, that healthy piece come in, but yet have some fun on the side. But he he makes it where you don't realize you're necessarily exercising until it starts to really burn. But like you said, he makes it about you, so you're more than willing to come in. I mean, unless you're going to see, and no disrespect to psychiatrists, unless you're going to sit on someone's couch, it's sure. all about you for that 45 minutes. Sure. He makes it about you. Yeah. But well, it's an interesting dynamic because when Red and I work out, we do group exercises with our trainer. And when I go in, it's a... 20, 25 minute workout because that's it. I just knock out my exercises. I'm busy. And, and at that point, I'm not even thinking about it. I just do it. I knock it out. I'm in and out. When Red goes in, it's a social thing. So she's hanging out with her girlfriends, between reps, between, you know, sets. They're doing all these different things. They're chatting. They're chit-chatting. And it becomes this 40 minute workout. But there again, because it's concentrated on them or because they're busy with the activities, they don't really notice it. Right. And, but it is funny because we have that joke. She's like, wait, you're done already? Like, yeah, because I just get to it. Yeah. And then she jokes with Andrew, our trainer. She's like, okay, wait. So when the guys come in, what happens? He's like, they say hello, and then they work out. And then there's like a grunt in between there during the workouts, and then they go. Like, that's it. He says, you girls come in, and you're talking about this. You're hanging out on the treadmill. I got to go fishy from the treadmill and bring you back to the workout. So I wonder if it's just the, the difference dynamic in, in women in that sense, too. They're definitely a little bit more social in that aspect. Well, right? I can't really get away. Like, he's 45 minutes with me. Like, it's working out. I'm sweating. I'm like, I never sweat when I work out. But there's, like, a constant movement. I don't even know I'm doing it. And then the next thing I know, he goes, okay, last workout. I'm like, that's it? That's it? That was you, awesome. You didn't say that with me. You were <laughs> when, when I trained you, you were like, oh, my God, are you sure it's not time yet? I'm not. I'm confused. Let's go back to what she just said right now and what's fundamentally wrong with I never sweat when I work out. I don't. How I'm usually work? socializing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So how about work out? <laughs> and I'm now she's socializing with a glass of wine at the gym. <laughs> What's going on? Which would be a that. great idea. I know. <laughs> Put in the wine in the water cooler instead. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your reward for when you're done. Exactly. I would all yeah. be for that. Well, we've actually talked about having like a wine tasting there at the gym. I know that there's like the anniversary and possibly even the butt class that's coming up. So that would yes. be a fun thing to do. All is that in honor, Mitch? Like, is that? Is yes. That <laughs> it is now. <laughs> oh, I love that. Give him a pull on that one. We're, we're, let's get a t-shirt made for Mitch that says, if the butt is half as good. Yeah. <laughs> All buns up. Oh, man. This is There's so going to be a lot more puns and a lot more sayings to go along with that, with that poor oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you do for cheat day? Because we were talking about how you guys had a cheat day the other day, but oh. it wasn't a good feeling afterwards. Oh, no. I start with Bosa donuts because those are awesome donuts. Oh. Um, 
start with Bosa, then you go to no jokes. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I'll I'll have it planned out. Seven a.m. is this. Nine a.m. is this. You know, eleven a.m. It's a hamburger, French fries, then then pizza, and then I even tried to slip in popcorn on this last one, but it wasn't it wasn't good. Have you ever had the Paula Deen donut hamburger? Oh, no. no. Oh, From where? This is freaking delicious. So Paula Dean on her cooking show one time made this burger, and instead of using a bun, she used a donut. Oh, my. Oh. It's yeah. heaven, though. Yeah. It's, wow. It's amazing. It doesn't sound like it. But it's funny because okay. it's, right? So she's cooking it, and she does it. looking it's, it up right now. It's like this big, <laughs> juicy burger and bacon and cheese, and then, you know, puts it in there. And she even says, she's like, this will kill you. And, oh. you know, but the look on her face when she takes the first bite, and then her little accent is like, this is heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now I want to try that. <laughs> well, and that happened to me one time. I'm driving through this weird remote town in Utah, and I go through, and most burger places forget the bun. Like, they just slap a bun on there, and they think, here you go. Well, this place didn't, and it was a bakery, and they, it wasn't a donut bun, but it was definitely some effort put into it. I get my order. I drive off. I, don't, I take my first bite before I leave this small little town of, like, I don't know, probably 300 people that live in this little tiny town. And I turn right back around. I'm like, I need a couple more to take back. With me. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's that's a good burger. So when you think about like cheat days and I do the same thing, it's like, okay, if I'm going to cheat, then I'm going to freaking do it right. Well, yeah, it's the only way. It, it's the only thing that makes sense. And it's just like anything else. If you if you don't overdo it, then you would cheat all the time. Well, I do now, and that's the problem. <laughs> I lost my cheat date. Right? Because <laughs> Peggy and Kurt have always said that with the wines. is like they would run into customers, and they're, you know, they talk to them, like, you know, hey, did you have that bottle yet? No, we're saving it for a special occasion. You're like, drink the freaking wine. Exactly. Like she said, like today, like Tuesday, you woke up. Like, congratulations. There's your special day. Yeah. Well, that, that's good for wine, and I'm a whole hearty kind of <laughs> I'll have wine every day. <laughs> but the other stuff that I just still need to be able to fit in clothes, so I can't do cheat days every day. Well, you can't. So here's, here's what I learned from my nutritionist when I was a cyclist. That was my rule. I said, I love to eat. You know, I grew up around food. I grew up in a restaurant. I, I eat. I live to eat. And I navigate like a fat person. Like, I just, I don't give, tell people, like, you turn right at the grocery store. You turn right at the next light. It's, you're going to see a Dunkin' Donuts. And then you turn right. <laughs> I do the There's same a Burger thing. King on the corner. Turn left. Right? That's how I give directions. <laughs> and you can't do that on the East Coast with all the Dunkin' Donuts around there. But around here, we can get away with that. Well, so I told my nutritionist, I'm like, I do not want to give up anything unless it's like absolutely horrible, like really bad. Like one of my favorite snacks a long time ago was to take a whole entire sleeve or the row of Oreo cookies. So they come in three rows and I would take the whole row with a can of peanut butter and I would just sit there and eat that. And so she takes me grocery shopping one day and then did the whole nutrient count. And she's like, I'm just going to show you how many calories you're eating that versus what you could be eating if you still want to eat other things. And when she showed me the difference, I was like, Ah, oh, crap. Okay. Yeah. So then it became three Oreos, not like a whole entire rose. I was allowed to have three Oreos with some peanut butter still and still cheat as long as I was doing other things, right? But so that's moderation. That's, I mean, that's, we're saying don't do the three rows, right. just do the three, but you, you're picking and choosing. You're not going to do three Oreos plus the hamburger, plus the peanut butter and everything else. Right. So it's just narrowing it down a little bit. Well, now with wine, so when people come into the winery, that you know, that's always a question when you're pouring and they're like, well, well, what do you like? You know, I'm like, well, you know, you can talk to them about its own varietals and it's made this style, made this way. But in the end, what do you like? I, I just, just tell me what to drink and I'll drink it. And so one of my current favorites right now is the 2013 Syrah. 
And I love that one. And so my kind of joke as I'm pouring it or talking to people, I'm like, well, this is, this is my fruit salad. This is my dinner. When I'm just going to have wine for dinner, then this is it. And so it's all started because of this stupid like cartoon or meme. And it was, I'm going to have a salad for dinner. <laughs> no. And it's a scratched out. And it says, I'm going to have fruit salad for dinner. Scratch it out. I'm going to have grapes for dinner. Scratch it out. I'm going to have wine. Okay, fine. I'm having a bottle of wine for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, my cheats have become a little bit more so. I see, I don't consider wine a cheat. I consider that a necessity. You are my don't new best friend. Don't you just love them? Yeah, yeah. I love them. They <laughs> sold me on that. I'm like, I'm done. Sold, you're hired. <laughs> wine I is can have champagne? Yeah. <laughs> no, wine is a necessity. That yeah, it it makes the, the unhealthy, well, not the unhealthy, it makes the healthy food taste better. Right. Everything goes down easier with wine. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of good health reasons to drink, especially red wine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in moderation, everything's in moderation, as you're talking about. And I, I think when, it, when you're talking about the cheat day, it's, it's trying to be intentional about what you're doing and being conscious about what you're doing on, and planning, it sounds like. Yeah, for your, you enjoy your it. Day. You enjoy it uh-huh. so much more because it, it's now become an event. It's, it's uh-huh. not just an everyday meal. It's something you get to look forward to. And I'm sure you have that with the wines where there's everyday wines and then there's that special Yep. Where you hide it from your husband and they don't get to enjoy it as much. <laughs> Am I the only one who does that? No, <laughs> you are not. <laughs> you we're guys all like, are all looking at me. Yeah. No. Mae West was given the credit for this quote and she said, too much of a good thing is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, we're actually going to take a break because that is actually really good. And uh, when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about cheat day because it's my favorite. And... Um, more stuff about wine. We'll be right back. Are you looking to discover your greatest gifts and your truest purpose in life? Take a walk on the fearless side with the adventures of Julie Jones. Step into your life with passion and power. Call and schedule a 30-minute call today and create the adventure you've been looking for. Adventures of Julie Jones is a life worth living. 480-570-7382. That's 480-570-7382. Looking for your next event photographer? Everardo Kimi Photography is here to help. Everardo is the official photographer of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, an event that hosts over one million people, so you can trust him with your event. You deserve a photographer that is professional, experienced, and skilled. You deserve Everardo Kimi Photography. Contact Everardo at everardokimi.com or 480-382-7226 to make your next event picture perfect. Ever get lost in conversation or tuned out during a boring presentation or meeting? Who hasn't? Frame the Message, Inc. is here to rid the world of tired and disengaged audiences and bring joy back into learning. In today's world, visuals are the hook that draws in learners, so why not use them to amplify your message? Engage and empower your audience to take action through the inspiring art of visuals. Frame the Message, Inc. provides live graphic recording services to help you ink your think. 
To find out how you can spruce up your next presentation, visit FrameTheMessageInc.com. That's FrameTheMessageInc.com. Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA approved Ultra Shape Power for powerful fat burning. The Ultra Shape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless, no downtime, and you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset. The place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Everardo Kimi. All right, welcome back. We are here with Urban Garage Gym and LDV Winery. I just posted the Lucy stomping. So fun. So and, uh, since we're talking about wine and health, Saturday. like, yes. check this out. As promoted or as talked about by the American Heart Association, that consumption of wine, in moderation, of course, it's evident that wine drinkers have a 30%, 34% lower mortality rate than beer or spirit drinkers. Interesting. Drink more wine, die less. <laughs> die later. Die later. That's, I don't know about less. Die less. I'm just trying to think of how that fits but, on a bumper sticker or a shirt. Yeah. Drink wine, die later. Yeah, like, die later. Yeah. I like later. Well, I think you die happier, too. Like, there's definitely a Absolutely. lot more celebration involved, and that probably increases a lot more of the enjoyment in life, which is probably why you're extending life. Well, so here's, a, here's eight, bu- eight quick bullet points, though. Reduces heart attack risk, lowers risk of heart disease, reduces the type of type 2 diabetes, lowers the risk of stroke, cuts risks of cardi- uh, cataracts, uh, cuts the risk of colon cancer, slows brain decline. So I think we can do that for both of our guests today. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. And so they both benefit from each other. So. And you're getting exercise when you're lifting <laughs> yeah. that glass, pulling that cork out of the right? bottle. All there's some, there, yeah, there's all good all exercise. <laughs> and if you have to get up out of your chair and go get a gla- another glass right? of wine. Well, and of course, when you're lifting a case out of the winery and taking it home, then absolutely. there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> there's a lot of aerobic exercise involved in wine tasting. <laughs> when the stomping is also a workout. Absolutely. We can stomping do Stomping the grapes. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see you doing that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's going to be good. The camera's going to be ready. We're going <laughs> <laughs> to. Like you're just like excited about it. I like this. Is Red going to be there too? She will. Awesome. Yep. Actually, her and I are both going to be working the event. So we're going to. I, I did hear there. a rumor about what you're going to be for Halloween. Uh, she spilled the. Yeah, she spilled it. Yeah. yeah. She can't hold. I wanted she to hates, know who was going to be who though. She hates surprises. She hates ruining things. Really? So yeah, she can't hold the surprise for anything. Oh, I love so. it. But I was wondering who was going to be Lucy. Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be her. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be you. I think that'd be like, yeah. even like, well, when my beard used to grow in before it started growing in gray, like it would grow in red, you know, so weird German Spanish side of the family nice. came some weird genes over there. So yeah, red with her red hair will be Lucy. Will so. you be dressing Love up it. for the occasion on Saturday? Um, we hadn't thought about it. Oh, I guess we could. Yeah. 
That'd maybe. be even better. Yeah. Oh, great. Throw it out there. I, great. Now I have to. Thank I you know. Yeah. Peggy's in. <laughs> Peggy's like, yeah, that's oh, no. a great idea. I don't, I don't do costumes. Too <laughs> <laughs> fun. My costume is to bring a glass of wine and drink. I'll be there a drinker. That's it. I'll be a ah, wine drinker. There Yay! You go. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, so that's the fun thing about the wine, too, is as it goes into, like you were talking about, the health benefits, right? So it, it, it evolves into this story. Well, this is how my life was before. This is how my life is now. And you kind of develop new and different habits because of that, too. And then that's the fun thing about wine that I've always enjoyed, too, is it's just a story in a bottle. Right. And so whenever you travel to some location, whenever you're sharing a bottle with friends, it's not so much necessarily about the grape that's actually in the bottle. It's who'd you get it from? Where's the winery? Describe it. Or, hey, we bought this during a festival or we bought this during a trip when we went down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the fun thing is it evolves to all these different stories. And that's always been the same thing with working out is, you know, you don't really talk about a hike. Sometimes you talk about where you went on that hike or where you went to. Right. Um, so I did the Ridgeline hike. Um, last year. And so it's far East Mesa. When you're out in the superstition mountains, you go up, you hike the ridgeline, you're on the top of the superstition. So pretty much the entire time you have this beautiful view of Apache junction. Um, and then also in like Northern Arizona and stuff like that. But then you, it's like a 16 mile hike. So it's hard to do in a day and you can get it done. Um, but the whole entire time I kept thinking like, it was fun to check that off the list and say that I did it. Cause it's nice to have those things. But on the same note, I didn't go anywhere, right? I went up a ridge, hiked the whole thing, and then went straight down. Well, did you camp or anything? You said it was hard to do in one day. Well, I did it in one day. So there's certain times of the year that you want to do it. So you get there at sunrise, and then because it's end-to-end, you park one car at one location, then you shuttle the other people to the other location, you do the hike and go. And it's just because it's so long to do it. But it reminded me of doing hikes and doing the other exercises. More oftentimes, the destination was more fun than the actual exercise. And it helped kind of distract you and think of it too, right? Right. Like there's this beautiful hike I did up in Utah once and you hike up to this hidden lake. Well, you can't get to it unless you actually hike there. And so those are the joys of it as kind of the fun. But like you were saying, Elisa, earlier, it's you're distracted by it, right? Like you're distracted because you're talking, you're hanging out with good friends, you're having fun snacks. It's like doing the hike up to Mount Humphreys in Flagstaff, right? It's fun because you get to get up to the top and that's your reward. Okay, cool. We're at the highest point of Arizona, that's when you open the bottle of wine and mm-hmm. you toast with right. everybody. Right, and then you toast. <laughs> yeah. And take a picture. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it without the wine. But that's been a fun thing, too, with wine, and I see a lot of people that do that with traveling is, and Peggy's probably seen it with a lot of their clients and members, is mm-hmm. they take that bottle with them to say, hey, we took Arizona with us, or we took you with us. Absolutely. Right? I have some great photos from guests that have been in the wine gallery, and they took our bottle of wine, and they sent us a picture. They were on a cruise down the Rhine River. And so we have a bottle of LDV wine and the, the scenery of Germany going back by in the background. And so we've had several of Aww. our clients do that. And it's a lot of fun. You know, talking about uh, wine telling a story, um, before we got in this business, we were wine collectors. And we just wanted to be the smartest people at the cocktail party, never wanting to be in the wine business or anything. And we love to go into our wine cellar and pick out a bottle of wine for um, our dinner guests that evening and be able to tell the story of sitting on the picnic table and talking to the winemaker and all of his passion it was in that bottle that we got to share with other folks and that's what was exciting about us um, collecting wine and and so we hope that people do that with our wine bottle um, it, 
it always looks exciting on Thanksgiving or Christmas Day. I'm getting text all day long because people are serving our wine with their Thanksgiving meal or their Christmas meal. And that makes all the work so worthwhile. Yeah. And it's exciting. And what's spreading cool is, joy. Yes. But it's the same thing with exercising, right? Like once you've gotten, like me personally, I hate the gym. But I know that I have to do it now because of timing, scheduling, things like that. But I hate staring at a wall or worse, staring at a mirror, watching myself exercise. Like, But knowing that I'm fitter, happier, healthier, now I can go to other places. Right now, that hike up Mount Humphreys is a lot easier. Now that hike uh, next year, my sister and I and family are looking at Machu Picchu. Oh, so, awesome. all because of doing a little bit of work now on the front end, now I get to go take that fun experience and work in the gym experience, and then realizing, okay, here's the fun of it now. Now I can actually go out and enjoy this. Right? Um, you know, I love going to Europe, and you go up these tiny little castles and these tiny little crevices and they don't have elevators in these things so you're taking flights and flights of stairs but at the end you're like okay cool it's not so bad right Right. and then you see it as others go through and it's like okay this is this is why i did it before right um i don't know i think that's kind of the fun thing of it at least for me at the standpoint at the the gym mitch has a quote up from uh, george bernard shaw and it's life isn't you'd think i'd know this Life isn't about um, making, it's about recreating, creating, creating yourself. And that's, I think, what you're talking about is you're creating the memories. You're, we don't have a scale at the gym. It's, it's all about you come in and you say you have a goal. So you want to be able to hike this mountain. So then he's going to get you to be able to hike that mountain. You create what memories you want, and he'll help you get there. Um, we have several people come in, and they want to be able to crawl on the floor with their grandchildren. It's it's not about getting to a certain size or a weight or anything like that. It's about making a memory or getting a goal and being able to attain it. Mm-hmm. So life isn't about finding yourself. Life is yes. about creating yourself. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I knew it was there somewhere in the gym. Uh, well, and it's also like recreating because I, I realized I was out for a week because I got sick. And then I came back and I'm like, okay, I, I didn't stay on my food plan. He's like, well, no one stays on their food plan when they're sick. And then I felt like I'm out. And he's like, no, just get back in. Mm-hmm. Like it was just so like, you know, we're going to fail. There's going to be moments. Right. There's going to be times. And it's almost like I just wanted to give up. And he's like, no, just go back in. Like there's never an ending to the journey unless you say there is. And it's a wonderful place to just be like, I'm committed to this and then recommit and then recommit because life gets in the way. It, and it's just an awesome thing to do. And then have a glass of wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have a bottle of wine. Why are you limiting yourself? It's a, it's a bottle. Why? Yeah. Yeah. If you do 45 minutes, you got that bottle. <laughs> No one likes a quitter. <laughs> exactly. Go to the end. Uh, okay, so one of my favorite stories about wine, I went out and I, and I went to a winery. I can't remember where it was, but I remember getting back to the room. It was a little small room. There wasn't much of a restaurant or anything, but they did not have a, a bottle opener. So we were stuck looking at this bottle like we really want to open it. We tried it. It's fantastic. So we go on YouTube, and they are some ways of getting the bottle open without a, a, a bottle. A, yeah. You so, use a chancla. Yeah, you use a shoe and you actually use pressure and you pound it against the wall and you actually get the cork to come out. But it was the most memorable wine I'll <laughs> ever have because we really wanted to get in. But it creates that story, right? Oh, it does. Right. Right. So it now when you does. think about it and you're telling this story, you didn't tell us what bottle it was. You don't remember that. No, you don't remember the winery, though. right? <laughs> no. You don't you don't really remember the location. 
all you remember is you had a really good time opening up a bottle of wine with your shoe with a bunch of friends. Yeah, and it was a memory. It was like this complete, just a blast having this wine. And it was great. All I remember is this great wine. We really wanted to open it. And it was like nothing was going to stop us. But see, that's what's beautiful about wine, too, and other spirits, is that it'll create memories, right? It, it lets you have this fun, this joy, lets you create these memories. And if you drink it enough of it, it'll actually help you forget some of those memories, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who it was with. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wasn't that good. Um, but that's awesome. I, I love good stories about wine and what it creates. I mean, there's just so much fun that it happens around it. Yeah, it's, it brings people together, and, and it's usually, it's not just about celebration, but it's that connection that you have with your friends, your family, and, and hopefully your connection, if you know your winemaker, that connection with that yeah. winemaker. Do you find more people have red or white? Oh, it's, it, it, you know, it's funny here in Arizona, particularly, it's seasonal. Mm -hmm. So summertime, it, people really like to have a lighter wine, and they choose more of the whites or the rosé. And when it gets a little cooler, they, they choose uh, reds. I don't understand that because all of our wines are made to pair well with different kinds of foods. Mm. And um, so year-round, they, they would pair beautifully. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say um, I don't know the percentage of what is towards white versus red, but uh, it seems seasonal here in Arizona. Do you have a preference? I'm a big, bold red gal. Yeah. I like, um, and that's what we do. We, we're, we do not produce shy wines. These are wines are, that are memorable, not only as you're tasting it, but then even hours later you're going, wow, I still, every once in a while, I have a memory of, of what that tasted like. It, it stays with you. So we, um, we age our wines a very long time. Our place, which is in southeastern Arizona and the Chiricahua Mountains, which are absolutely phenomenal to hike, as we were talking earlier. But um, it's just uh, producing big, bold, uh, rich, uh, complex wines. And uh, they're fun to pair with different kinds of foods. Nice. They're my favorite. That's awesome. And that was one of the criteria when we were looking at when we were choosing a place because we love high mountain fruit. And we're at 5,000-foot elevation in southeastern Arizona, and that mountain creates its own weather. And it's very important to the growing of the grapes and producing, you know, really wonderful, complex wines. Speaking of that, too, so the Chiricahuas are, it's an amazing mountain range. So those that aren't familiar with it, it's right on the border of Arizona and New Mexico, okay? Um, and then just just a couple miles, I guess, north or part of old Mexico. So mm -hmm. down on that tiny, tiny little corner over there. And it's regarded as one of the clearest skies in the nation. So for stargazers and telescopes and things like that, um, that's why a lot are out there. So Mount Graham is not too far away from there. Um, and they have what they call the Pope scope out there because it points in that direction. Um, and when you, if you ever get a chance to visit the winery during some of the festivals that they go down there, and if you go down there, it's amazing how clear the sky is. I mean, you walk out, you turn the lights off from the front porch, and then boom. Not just like a little strip of the Milky Way. You see the whole entire thing from end to end, over, over. And you could just, it's so peaceful. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I like hikes and getting out too is to enjoy that. And it was so amazing sitting out there and, you know, knowing that you're right next to grapes and vines and you're enjoying a, a great glass and great company and having good conversation. And then you just go sit on the patio and you just... Look at the stars and the skies up there. And it's so beautiful out there. Such a great way to enjoy the appreciation of what we have around us. Like just really just enjoy lights and the sun and the 
spirits and the people we have around us with a nice glass of wine just really grounds us sometimes. Well, and it's from simple little things too, right? Right. Like an everyday dinner conversation creates another memory of something else, right? And again, it still goes back to you still don't remember who you were with or what you did, or maybe you do or you just forgot, (laughs) but you opened a bottle of wine with a shoe. Yes. (laughs) I know the shoe too. <laughs> well, and so Red is Red has made the comment a couple of times. She's like, you know, you ruined wine for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? And she goes, you know, I used to go to the grocery store and get an eight dollar bottle of cupcake, and that's not cutting it anymore. No. <laughs> we all start somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah. So last night she looks in the cooler where I'm making dinner, and she's like, okay, great. You know, she's clacking her hand. She's all excited. What do we get to open tonight? What do we get to open tonight? I'm like, I don't know. Like, just pick one. And that's kind of the fun too. Is like. Okay, pick one. And then the first thing you do is, you know, you go through the cellar, you go, you open it up and you look at the bottle and you're holding it in your hands like this little baby. And you're like, okay, so what's the story about this? How'd you get it? Where'd you get it? Tell me about it, you know? And so it all goes into this whole thing. And then, you know, we're done working that. We're like, oh crap, we got to go to the gym in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's just have one more and then we're done. Make it worth it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because looking at some of your Instagram photos, it's not just one bottle of wine that's open. <laughs> I'm say that right now. No one likes a quitter. Like, that's, <laughs> right. like, that's a saying that I just keep saying over and over. Like, why have just one? It's a nice little arrangement of bottles. Well, and that's the fun thing, too, is like when I make dinner and I have friends over, and usually that's my thing, is like if I'm going to make dinner and if I'm going to do pairings, and that's kind of a fun thing that I get to do, right? Because I get to share the stories and I get to share more stories about different bottles and where they come from. and. I always ask that question to my guests when they come over is, what are you allergic to? Because I don't want to kill you. Right? <laughs> good. Um, good start. And a lot of times they'll just come back with, okay, well, I'm vegan or a vegetarian or I, you know, I, I hate mushrooms or something like this. And then inevitably, like someone will say, like, I hate Merlot. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, not a problem. Like second or third course in, I'm serving Merlot. And it's funny because they're like, oh, my gosh, this, this is amazing. What is this? I'm like, it's Merlot, jackhead. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, well, why, why don't I hate it? I said, because you're now having it with the right pairings or the right foods, or the first time you had it, you had a cheap one and you overindulged or something like that. Like you and I have joked about that too, when people say like, oh, I drink champagne and it gives me a headache. No, it wasn't the champagne or the bubbles that gave you the headache. It's that you had three bottles of it. Yeah. Right. Right. Or that you didn't drink any water before or yeah, after hydrated. or anything like that. Cheap. Right? It was cheap. Yeah. So <laughs> people always say that too, like, oh, I always get headaches when I drink red. You probably get headaches if you drink white. You probably get headaches if you drink bourbon, scotch, whiskey, anything else. It's that you did too much of it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of a fun thing, too, or, um, and going through the pairings and that is kind of reteaching people. Like, and it's like the same thing with working out. You kind of reteach a habit, right? So if you give people the opportunity to try a good wine with the right amount of food pairings, and that's one thing that Kurt and Peggy do a lot is wine dinners or wine pairings, or they'll have a, events where they come in and they, it's um, – People come in and do like a little three-course tasting or a little three-item tasting or something like that, and then the wines are paired with it. And so that's kind of the fun thing, too, is like, okay, now I get it. Now I need a big rolled red wine that will go with this. Because now you start pairing the opposite way. You're like, oh, my gosh, I love this wine, so then what can or should I eat with that that would help me like it even more, right? And so that's something that they do often at the events, and we've had uh, Red and I have had the privilege of attending one of them, and... Um, my sister went, my brother-in-law went, they went back for a subsequent one. And again, that fun thing of just sharing stories. And now you're just sharing stories with a whole table row or a whole room full of people doing the same exact thing. Right. And it's funny how everyone starts telling their favorite little story about that same wine. Yeah. That's our supper club that we do once a month, which is, 
you know, being an Italian family, supper on Sundays was an important thing. Everyone in the family had to come to, to supper on Sundays, and you never knew who would show up, you know, whose friends were in town or whatever, but you all came to supper at our house. And so we wanted to recreate that same kind of experience, but around, around wine. And we got frustrated with going to do winemaker dinners. We got invited to restaurants with our wine, and the chef really never understood our wine but understood as food. And so we had some bad experiences with our wine, not really paired well. So we took it into our own hands, created the Supper Club. It's a wine pairing three-course dinner. Uh, we do it once a month, and it's so much fun because you never know who's going to show up. It's limited to 20 people, the first 20 people that register. It's the first Tuesday of the month, and it's just a blast. And, and we sit and talk about wine or whatever topic we want to talk about over over supper and uh, it's a lot of fun right so what is the best way to connect with you if they want to do something is it the website or just stop in any week stop in at the wine gallery and talk to any any of the folks uh, that work at with us or contact us directly um, our website or our email is info at uh, ldvwinery.com and uh, we can talk about the events. We have an event calendar on the website. We're active in social media. So, um, yes, get involved. We have events every single month. Or just come in and have a glass of wine on the patio. Awesome. Well, and a or cool a thing that people can do from home now, too, is so Peggy's doing a series every week of Wine Tip Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a combination of written tips. It's a combination of video. And so it's also educating people about wine, too, because a lot of times people have that. We're like, well, I only drink red wine. And sometimes they've heard that from a friend, like, well, I only drink whites because reds um, give me headaches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, again, just reeducating people saying, no, it's really not that. It's something else. Or it could be a different entirely process, not even related to the grape itself that gives you the headaches. Right? That's great because it can be a little overwhelming sometimes. People are like, wait, I don't know anything. And intimidating. Mm -hmm. you know. So the idea is to make it not so intimidating or stuffy so that people do try new wines or do have those experiences with wine. Well, and I also do recommend after your glass of wine to go visit Urban Garage because not only do they have phenomenal trainers, but they also have the ability to give you some training for free. So you get to sample, taste it, see if it works with you, and, you know, actually work out. So it's it's a great place. You also have the head-to-toe concept, because I just saw Mitch on social media getting his pedicure, which I thought was great. <laughs> and um, you also work with a lot of people that are competing, which I know a, a couple of competitions are coming up right now. So definitely I have some friends that are not drinking, and I don't want to be around them. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we can actually get them back. And um, also the, the butt class is coming out in, um, I think you mentioned November, possibly. Yeah, I think so, it was the third weekend in November that's so going to start, good. I think. Yeah. So sore buns, here we go. So what is the honor to Mitch butt class? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll love that. <laughs> oh, my God. I think every class should be... <laughs> Uh, and he takes it so well. He's such a, like, easygoing, fun. I mean, there's he, not much that he's filtered with. <laughs> oh, he has no filters. He has no filters whatsoever. Yeah. He's even been known to, like, put my favorite music on, some 90s rap. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> Going gangster on us. What's your weird. Halloween costume, by the way? Mm. I've kind of been back and forth. I have a masquerade party on Saturday. Or, well, masquerade's easy, but 
Um, yeah, I've been going back and forth. I'm not quite sure yet. You know, you probably mm. have like 10 lined up and you're trying to figure out how I, to wear all I 10 of them. Do you have a closet full of costumes? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love Halloween. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Race car driver. I don't know. I'm really disappointed that you didn't walk in with a costume today, actually. Today? Well, there's still time. Actually, next week we're going to be doing ink. Ink creation. Oh, and maybe have one. a little bit more of the creative side. Um, Frame the message ink will be back, Terrell. We'll do that. And um, hopefully we can get a tattoo artist. I've been talking to a couple because I am getting retouch up next month. Oh. Yeah, I know. Wait, before photo after photos? Probably before. Okay. Yeah, we have to talk about that too. Cool. So that I'm cuts out the Photoshop photo time for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's Mitch working on that as well. So we can actually get motivated and yeah, do some fun. There'll probably be some wine involved. <laughs> before the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. All I can picture is like, you know, like in World During. War II, like on the planes, like they would always mark like the bombs or something, like how many missions that they've run on the side of the planes. All I can picture that is on the side of Elisa's leg, like how many bottles are down. I know. <laughs> One, two. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, I, I did my first tattoo about 10 years ago in Sedona and it was this, I just wanted this moment of being remembered as I was at a retreat and um, I was going to, like I knew I was going to do it. I was like. I'm closing it off with a tattoo, and um, so now it's it's time to touch up. Well, they're like potato chips, right? You can't just have one. I know. They're a little contagious. They are. They're just like, oh, okay. And it's fun. Like, there's something fun about it. Well, there again, that's another opportunity, and that'll lead into something else, but that's a whole. there's a whole story behind it, too, yeah. right? Like, I have two, and they're not totally clear on what they are to the outside person, but they're meaningful to me, and exactly. that's why I got them, exactly. right? It's a memory. Right. But it always starts that conversation of, oh, well, what's that mean? What does that do? And, you know, usually and wine was first before that memory of the tattoo. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. something very a little bit involved in there, too. Well, funny enough, when I drew my original logo for my photography business, uh, I credit that to two bottles of wine and a Sharpie. Because nice. <laughs> I had a hard time deciding. And like when I was trying to figure out what am I going to call my photography business? Like, I'm, you know, I don't want like bubble toes photography. I like uh, you know, something weird <laughs> like that, right? Um, and I have such a unique name that when I talked to consultants, they said that like you pretty much have to go off of your name because it's so unique as far as like domains and registration and finding it and like that, it, it's going to work out perfect. So I was like, all right, well, how do I figure out a logo? Well, I do anytime I need inspiration, I go drink wine, right? So I started with the wine, I had a Sharpie, and I'm just drawing out on scribbles of pieces of paper. And then by the second bottle, like more inspiration is just flowing amazingly. Yeah. So that's a lot of times how I get things done. And, and I it's funny. Who like, wrote it? Like, um, write, drunk, and edit sober. Do you oh, know that one? No. I love no, that. That's I one of my favorites. That. Like, whenever you're creative, you're just like blocked, have a glass of wine, write, and then go edit, but sober. Uh huh. Well, so, I mean, it's the same way, too. Like, exercise does the same thing. You know, you just need to escape your mind, get away, like, get out of your desk, get out of your own head. Like, that's what so many people pick up running after a divorce is they're literally running away from that, right, whatever that situation is. And so it's a place to clear your mind. You know, and you do the same thing with a glass of wine. You just get lost in it. And then you get lost in a bottle. And then you get lost in a couple more. <laughs> and then well, and plan more. ahead for it. Like, there's also that responsibility piece where it's, like, plan ahead for it. if you're having – Three bottles. Make sure you have some way of getting home yeah. <laughs> or staying over. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we shared a lot of the information and links on the Facebook page. We'll get more uh, out that way where people can come visit the volume, where people can come visit the gym. Um, Lisa, glad to be back. Thanks for having Thank me back. Thank you for coming back. I was like wondering, like, man, he hates us. We were worried last time. <laughs> Ed and I were like, I don't know where he is. I don't know. <laughs> Call Red. 
But I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so glad for our guest. And just keep healthy. Have fun. We named this show Cheers to Life. Perfect. And enjoy it. See you next week. Thank you.